Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Rangers are back and we're here to start the build up to the start of a new era proper as Michael Beale takes charge of his first competitive match as Rangers manager. I am Scott Carney and joining me tonight is Scott Gemmell. Scotia, how are you mate? Even Carney, not too bad. Um, just sent you off air. Probably like everyone, absolutely freezing in Scotland at the minute with the, the temperatures. It's. I'm really looking forward to going out at Ibrox on Thursday for that coldness to hit me. I'll tell you. Oh, the nature of my job, mate. I am in and out the car quite a lot, and oh, getting out the cars hard work, man. Absolutely hard work. Uh, Ryan, mate, how are you? Aye, I'm all good, Carney. I've uh, sobered up a wee bit since since Saturday, just up, just about. Uh, I think one of us are missing right enough. I think the last time I seen that Ali guy, he was in Dumbarton Road singing Malik Tillman's song. Uh, that was not that was not the only time he was singing Malik Tillman's song, but we can talk about that later. We'll talk about that later, yeah. Aye, aye, he's got away with his words. He's got away with his words. So yeah, just three of us tonight. Uh, before we start and get into things, just a shameless plug. Please do subscribe to the channel, like the video. Also, leave your comments with, the, with your opinions on what we're going to discuss tonight. Additionally, if you would like to go a step further to support the pod, you can join the YouTube channel by becoming a member for as little as 99p a month. And you can also buy a, the podcast a coffee and join the coffee by legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links for that are in the description for this podcast. So, yes, gentlemen, first off, we will start. Let's talk about Saturday, shall we? Uh, and a, a bit of a, a bit of a Christmas night out for the podcast. But for the record, before I go any further, um, I have to give a massive thank you to Phil. You know exactly who you are. Um, I cannot thank you enough for absolutely sorting the podcast out the way that you did, mate. Um, a real, real experience for us to be able to go and watch Rangers in the Thornton uh, via the Thornton Suite um, hospitality. It was uh, what a day, Scotia. Eh? Bit of a day. Oh, it was fantastic. And what I should say right off the bat is thank God we've done that instead of like our original plan of going to watch the B team game. That game <laughs> ah, it's amazing how things change, isn't it? <laughs> postponed that game. So we would have been sitting going like, oh, what are we doing? But no, it was, um, yeah, it was an absolutely fabulous day going along to the, the hospitality. First time I've ever done hospitality as well, not something I've ever done. And oh, what an experience it was from, from beginning to end. The sort of the, the staff in iBooks were top notch quality the, the scran you give and the drink oh, it's brilliant fantastic day if, if someone if you've got if people have got the chance to go and do hospitality even once a season or once every five or six years or something i would highly re- recommend you do it because it was a, a top-notch experience I've never, I've never done it either, mate. At any ground, I don't think I've done anything really along the lines of that. I've, I've been in VIP areas and stuff like that, if you like, but never, never, never like that. That was walking in Ibrooks up the marble staircase. That's that's something that will live with me forever. To be honest, it was a, it was a tremendous experience, mate. And I can only echo the way the staff were with us, um, the way the ex players, the current players were that we managed to meet. Uh, I'll do a few name drops, uh, a few clangs here, but we had the chance to meet. Uh, Gordon Jury, Marvin Andrews, um, Willie Henderson, who was an absolute delight, uh, Ben Davies and Malik Tillman, um, which was a, a real great experience. Uh, it's something I'll, I'll never forget. It was a, a fantastic day, it really was. You can tell by the pictures, every picture that we put up on the socials and stuff, we're standing there grinning like Cheshire cats. It was a really, really tremendous experience. And yeah, I, I just, again, I take my, hats off to, uh, take my hat off to Phil for sorting that and 
through gritted teeth. Alistair, I thank you, Alistair, for that. Um, Ryan, what a day, mate. It just, it's, it's really is out of this world, and you've just got to echo what Scotia says. If you get the chance to experience that, do it, do it. Aye, big time. There were so many moments we were all just looking at each other going, this is great, just like appreciating it and, and sponging it, and it was fantastic. I think the Thought and Sweet is just one that's been on the bucket list for years for me. I'm the same. I've never done a hospitality at Ibrooks and I think probably out of cost and other other things, but I would echo what, what Scotia said. It's if you can afford to do that, even put money by every month and doing it once a year or once for special occasions, I would highly recommend to do that because the treatment you get, the service, the food you get, chance to meet people like, like Marvin Andrews who's one of the nicest men that I've ever met in my life. I know Scotia's met him before, but he's just such a genuine guy and it was great. It was absolutely fantastic from start start to finish. And um, I, yeah, I was trying to give Alistair as much credit as I could on Saturday, but uh, you, were, you were shooting it down and giving it to Phil, quite rightly so. Phil's the man <laughs> for giving us that and he sorted us out. And uh, I'm just glad I didn't have too many beers in me when I met Phil because I thought I was going to end up cuddling him and, and ask him if he'd take me home. <laughs> I was I was borderline down the we're not worthy from Wayne's World mate, when he came in because <clears throat> it was quite quite near the end. But no, it was just uh, out of this world stuff. It really was out of this world. And yeah, leaving and stuff, getting a picture on the staircase and yeah, everything about it, getting a chance to go see a trophy room. It's just a real special, a real special occasion. And yeah, I mean, it is a bit on the pricey side. I, I do get that. And not everybody will be able to experience it. But um, if you can, um, if you can in your life, or at least add it to your bucket list because it is, absolutely well and truly worth it it was a a real a real day to remember that is for sure uh, and i i loved every single bit of it it was just something completely different even when we went in immediately i just went i shouldn't be here <laughs> um, I'm I'm sure. if you know like i've spoke to you before this, like when we did the press pass i said i suffer from imposter syndrome big time yeah and it's yeah. That i get that i got it again on saturday but i was just like same as you i was like i shouldn't be here this isn't right like but it is, I think it was Scotia I was saying to him, we're walking through from the from the original reception room bit to the Thornton Suite. Oh, we were in the trophy room, I think it was. And I said, there's no main stand like this in the world. And I'm convinced of that, or there's not a main stand in any stadium I've been in doing tours like San Siro, Bernabeu or whatever. Ibrox is unique. It's so unique, so traditional and it's just a wonderful experience. Let's talk about this all night. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's kind of self gratification. I do get that, but I, know, I think I know. A, a major thing that I took from it as well is it didn't half give me my gander back after what we've been through. Do you know what I mean? When you get yes. to see the you see the tradition of the main stand, you have that feeling, and it kind of absorbs you. The main stand kind of it kind of absorbs and you because it means so much to us. And seeing the pictures and seeing pictures I hadn't seen before. Walking down a corridor I'd never walked down Ibrox before. It was yeah, just something that really did get me going i was like this is this is really something quite special and yeah again just from all of us um phil thank you so much mate uh I, we cannot thank you enough for that absolutely tremendous right football now gentlemen uh rangers a comfortable three now one um two from malik you know and one from saturday night i like the way you feel scotty arfield obviously a, a weakened leverkusen team no real doubt about it scotia what did you take away from a performance and before we before we obviously come on to what bill said about it at the end what did you take away from the performance 
What if, um, is it, obviously it's a friendly, so you do have that big caveat there that it's a friendly. They've not played in what two two weeks really. They've not really mm-hmm. played, so it is a. It's all about getting back up to match sharpness really, because that to even just that wee one week break they had and then back in training for one two weeks. Then you know some of them are. You might find that their fitness levels and a match level fitness will have dropped off a wee bit, and that needs to get in there. So it's always difficult to take away from it. I mean, what I was mainly wanting to see is sort of be, what Beal's approach would be. And it was kind of what I expected um, in terms of how he's setting up. You know, he's, he's playing more like we played under when Gerard was there. The, the, the front four, call it the front four, are an awful lot more flexible, fluid, and interchangeable. Whereas Geo, it was very, it's almost, you know, Trollac was your static number nine. Whereas in the, the way Beal was playing, it, it was a wee bit more fluid there. And then the midfield was interesting as well, um, particularly. I mean, you turned to his carney when the teams came out and it was like Jack and Kamara there and you made the joke <laughs> about Jack Kamara. And it was interesting because I think it's going to be interesting going forward and seeing it in more competitive games because I think that might be something they could potentially see until you know that midfield gets freshened up, that you will see a Jack and Kamara playing together in the same midfield more often than not because what they do is they they can sit back and cover for the fullbacks when the fullbacks bomb forward, which didn't wasn't really tending to happen this season under Gio. And so those were interesting things to see. And then, again, what I was trying to get from the game as well was to see, give me an inclination on what the team would be like on um, on Thursday coming up here. But um, I think with the, the performances by the team in the first half and the team in the second half, yes, it's a friendly, and Bill did allude to this, it's given him a bit of a headache in terms of team selection. I don't think there's anyone you can go in there and say that, yeah, he didn't, his performance doesn't merit him starting on on Thursday. That's fair enough. I think Ryan will probably disagree. <laughs> Ryan will probably disagree with a few, I'd imagine, and there's definitely one that I will I will disagree with that I didn't think then, but we'll come to individual performances in a minute. Ryan, do you take anything else other than what Scotia was saying there? Did you take anything away from the performance overall? I think, being the pessimist that I always am, I think I was kind of like, pleased with the performance and how we were looking I thought were a lot more direct there's always that thing in the back of your head going right, don't do this to yourself, don't get excited, this is only a friendly, I did this with West Ham and Tottenham and, but there is a change, you, I think you leaned, leaned over to me during the game, I don't know if it was the second half or not, and said you can see a change and I was like, I don't know if I can but then immediately I was like looking at it and I was going oh no, I can't see a change I think there was less of the <clears throat> everything having to pass through centre midfield, if you, if that makes sense. Like, it was a lot more direct as if if you don't do it in one pass, do it in two passes, get the ball forward quicker. Again, if it's a friendly, then we've got to see that on Thursday as well. I get it'll be difficult because Hibs will be a lot more defensive in Leverkusen where, but there were, there were a lot more positives. That, there, there's that, no doubt. I enjoyed watching Rangers on, on um, Saturday for a, for the first time in a while. Um, it's no kind of secret that I've been a bit... Um, Disconnected with Rangers probably lately and found it hard to go to Albert's that we all have. But um <clears throat> I think there were positives. I think I think the, I know we're going to go into individuals, but I think looking at the team, Divine, Morelos, Lowry, players who have been on the fringes of state to claim, as as Scotia said, and gave the manager a headache, which he probably wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um I think you I think you could see the tempo was much higher. There, there was no 
no touch for a touchy sake. It was get the ball, pass the ball, play it forward. And direct, I know what you mean by direct. We're not talking direct, like long ball direct, but just yeah. let's attack. As soon as we have forward. the ball, let's attack. Yeah, yeah, forward, go forward. Exactly. And I think there was... There was periods of that that you you were seeing. You were like, right, okay, that's that's good. That and it is. Look, I will caveat all this that it is a friendly. It's a weakened Leverkusen team. There's no doubt about it. However, um, you've got to take things as you see it, and that's the first we've seen a team play under under Bill, um, just Bill alone, even. And there was always going to be a reaction from players. These players are now now know it's a fresh slate. Every time a manager comes in, it's a fresh slate. There's only, I think. Off the top of my head, maybe two, three players that are guaranteed to start in that team, no matter what. If they're if they're fit, they start. Um, Golden Tav, possibly Ryan Kent, with the way as the stats of the club just now, that he would probably start. Disagree with me if you like, but I think that is your kind of three main guys within the team that are almost guaranteed to start um, if they are fit. So yeah, you were always going to expect that. Um, but I know I was the same. I did say to you, I said, look, you can already see it and. Maybe we're not seeing it as being something new because it's kind of a reset. It will be a kind of recycled version of what we have seen under Gerard. That is going to be the case. But immediately I could see this was not a, a Geo team. Uh, and no disrespect to Giovanni Van Bronckhurst, but we were looking for a change. And I felt like in parts we'd, we did see that. Um, we did see that. Scotia, um, in fact, I'll come back to you, Ryan. Sorry, because you did mention a, a few standouts. So Divine was a, a standout for you. Was there anybody else um, that particularly stood out to you for, uh, in a good way? I definitely want to just stay in Divine just for a moment because he was obviously played out of position. And I think Divine, he goes onto the radar in terms of young players going through. I think we'll focus on Leon King, Lowry, Charlie McCann. I think I think Divine has probably written off for some of the supporters already in mm-hmm. terms of whether he can make it at Rangers. I didn't. I hadn't seen enough of them to, to make a make a judgment, but Ali and I were speaking to someone who goes to all the all the B team games. Uh, I think it was at Fur Park we were at, and and he said this boy Divine's got it. He's like he was rating him very highly. So to see him play left back, which I thought I thought he done really well at left back. Yes, he's crossing. His his final ball wasn't born a Barisic standard. Who we all know can whip a, a he's got a wand of a left foot at times when he's crossing, but. Yeah, Devine's final ball wasn't great, but overall I thought he was very good and staked a claim for left-back without a doubt at the moment um, how our squad's looking. Um, other players, uh, everyone know I banged the drum about Cholak being the number one striker. He still is for me. You need to get, create chances for him, but Alfredo Morelos didn't do himself any harm the way he played on Saturday. I thought he was very positive looked like he wanted the ball, looked like he was trying to make things happen, looked interested, maybe for the first time this season. I don't know. That's not a bad thing for us. We need that. We need more players like that, whether they're leaving or not. We need players to do that from now to the end of the season. It's simple as that. They, they have nowhere to go. So it's fight it out for the likes of Alfredo Morelos because I don't see him leaving in January. So he played well. And I thought... I mean, I turned around to you like a wee boy at Christmas when Lowry did that turn and just drove and did exactly what I want to see a centre midfielder do. He's just and slipped the ball through for the goal. I just thought, for me, Lowry plays now. I want to see Lowry starting games and see if he plays, see if he started on Thursday and doesn't play well. I start him the next game and I keep starting him and I let him make his mistakes because I think that boy's got it. I think I know it's a big claim, but a, a big shout, but I think that boy's got it to make it at Rangers. 
and I think we're crying out for a midfielder like that just now. So those three were probably the ones in my head at the moment. Usually maybe discuss other ones, but those three I was impressed with them on Saturday. I would agree with, with all three of them. Um, Lowry is that type of player. Um, he only knows one direction, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, my biggest fear that I have with Lowry is that uh, there will be a, a certain element of the Rangers' support that won't give him the time because he's going to make mistakes. He is still a boy. It, it will happen. He will make mistakes. It won't always work for him. And right now we are getting to the point where we're a wee bit desperate for wins, a wee bit desperate for good football. And it, it, sometimes that might not be the right time. And I don't get me wrong, I think the management team um, will will deal with that accordingly. But I do see, and again, maybe it's a wee bit hope more than anything else, but I do see a place for him within this team. There is no reason why he cannot be the understudy to the likes of Tillman, to the likes of Lawrence, he can definitely be that player uh, and he can develop under them and if he does he'll push into the first team, no doubt about it because I, I agree, I think he has it um, Scotia I think and I'm not just saying this because I'm a fanboy I thought Ryan Jack was particularly good I thought he showed real moments of kind of being back to the, the kind of old Ryan Jack and maybe it's the wee tweaks in the system that, that helped him, that helped him in that sense would you, would you go along with that? Yeah, I thought Jack had a good game. I thought all four midfielders that played, Jack, Lundstrom, Kamara and Davis, when they were on, I thought they all had decent enough games, but Jack did look good. The problem with Jack is, I've been in, in this stage with Jack before, that he comes back and he looks really sharp and it only takes a couple of weeks before it's it all falters apart. Yeah. Again, like I've, I think I've mentioned previously that I think this next six months, well, it's massive for Ryan Jack because he is basically playing to renew his contract, really, isn't he? Um, at Ibrook, so it's a massive kind of end sort of period coming up to the end of the season for, for Jack. But I thought Jack was fairly decent. Like I say, I thought Kamara, he looked a bit more like himself, like the Kamara that we know is in there. He looked better than he had because I think I, I think the only good game he put in was what was it, PSV or USG, one of those games early on in the, in the European qualifier or the Champions League qualifier stages were the only times he's really impressed me this season. But I thought Kamara was fairly decent and when Lundstrom and Davis come on, and they just kind of strolled that game as well. But it's all very difficult to judge in those type of positions in midfield as well. When you're playing a team like Leverkusen, who their next competitive game, I think, is the end of 22nd, 23rd of January. I know they yeah, play Zurich in a friendly yeah. next weekend, but so they've got, they've got nothing. They're not really, I think they're just playing games to tick stuff over and tick boxes and getting some you know, time in, in the pitch. So it's always very difficult to judge. But, you know, I thought that those sort of, those deeper line midfielders were good. And then, obviously, I think the one person that um, Ryan hadn't mentioned there um, was uh, Tillman. I thought Tillman was fabulous again in that first half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first goal was taken really well. And and it's the way I just, I've been, I've been banging on quite a bit about Tillman. And when he went a wee bit out of, out of form, I wasn't too concerned because he's in the exact same camp as Lowry. That he is, he's only 20, you know, and Lowry's what, not even a year younger than him, so they're both mm -hmm. at the same age, they're both very raw. But I think Tillman doesn't get given that leeway that Lowry might get sometimes because he comes with this big, massive price tag. Because nice he comes tag. from Bayern Munich, but I was really impressed with Tillman and I was encouraged to hear with what um Beale had to say. And you know, Beale's said that a few times now in interviews since he's got here, but he's looking really forward to working with Tillman as well. Yeah, you are right to mention Malik Tillman. 
<laughs> he was he was particularly good. Um, and again, I don't I don't like to do this. I don't mean it to sound like this, but he was in. You get back to manage match. We had a wee conversation with him, and I just asked him kind of off the cuff. I was like, "How how are you feeling?" I was like, "How's training?" He was like, "Oh, he's like so much more intensity he's been put into it." He's like, "I can't wait to continue working under Michael Beal." And it kind of just made me kind of oh, just kind of made me take a wee step back. And I know that was, I'm not telling you anything that you probably didn't already know. And uh, but it was just interesting to hear that from the horse's mouth as such. And I think he'll he's got the potential to really flourish under um, under Michael Beal. Um, Ryan, quickly, um, anybody? Aye, who says? Who it, was says? Inter- it was interesting. Yeah. That, it was sorry to interrupt you. It was interesting that uh, when I actually spoke to you um, after uh, Ali had sung his oh, song aye. right in his face. <laughs> uh, so that was interesting. That he'd actually taken the time to speak to you because I thought. <laughs> I thought Ali had maybe chased chased him away for Rangers yeah. altogether after doing that. <laughs> uh, so Malik, man. if Malik, if you're watching, I would like to apologise, Mister for Mister Pearson, because he had his Tavernier's mum moment once again. I did. He's like, <laughs> do you know you've got a song? Do you know you've got a song? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally, what are you doing? Like, Oh, they sang the I think Til- I think Tillman was just. I think he was just humouring them. To be honest, I think he was just. Aye, like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> drunk man. <laughs> Who is this drunk man? I know. I don't even think we were that bad at that point. Actually, no, we're all right at that time. I, I remember it. Can we remember it? Oh, I know. Honestly, he can't help himself. He's like he's, he turns into like a thirteen-year-old boy, doesn't he? And he gets so excited and <laughs> a, a, a player, and he's all buzzing. I know. Aye. I don't know why he done that. I don't really don't know why he done that. Right, Ryan, uh, just quickly, anybody stand out to you for the wrong reason? Well, it's funny. I, I'm not going to say... I, I don't want to be negative because it's Bill's first game and, like like I said, I'm behind him 110%. I really want this to work and I want to see something different. I want to see something fresh and I did see things. I, th- I don't think Taff played well. I think there were... He was... Bit distribution of the ball again was poor, and the thing is, we have we need him to play well. I think if we're going to take him for a season, I think I'm I'm convinced we need him to play well. We don't have anyone else. He needs to play well, so his this form needs to he needs to play himself out it. And I thought he wasn't great. And as funny Scotia said, Lundstrom was all right. Uh, Lundstrom was played. We spoke about it on Saturday. Scotia and I, and he was played a kind of. The right hat, right side of the the midfield, which is usually mm-hmm. where kind of Jack plays and drops in and covers Tavernier, which I think Jack's brilliant at. But Lundstrom was playing on that, and there was a couple of times he got the ball and he had he had turf in front of him, and I was like, drive, drive it at. But he likes to kind of hold the ball and like slow it down a bit, and I didn't think Lundstrom was that great. I've got to say, I thought he was not a concern, but just didn't didn't look sharp yet, and and that. That kind of that sticks in my head because I think that if if Kamara's going to play himself out, play himself out, Ibrooks, then he'll want to put a show on. And if Lundstrom's playing the way he is, I would bench him at the moment. I've got to admit. So yeah, I thought him and him and Tav weren't weren't great. Let's just say that. I thought Tav's involvement involvement for the goal was really good, and I think he did he take the corner. So technically, he got two assists. He did get two assists. Yeah, he got two assists. But I completely understand where you're coming from, mate, because I thought the same. I thought, apart from the, the involvement in the goal from open play and the corner, we scored from a corner, by the way. Like, hurrah, hurrah, everybody was scored from a corner. But I, I agree. I thought he was very ineffective at the game. And obviously, he missed the penalty as well. That can happen. It's one of those things. But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really see much else from him. But I do completely agree that he has to 
he has to improve. Um, but if we are going to get anything, we're going to need him in much better form. Um, Scotia, you not be surprised. People won't be surprised to listen to this podcast to hear that I wasn't impressed with Abby Matondo again. <laughs> I did forget uh, about him, Carney. I just, I just forgot. <laughs> uh, I just don't I still look and I know he's a friendly I get that he's a new manager I'm, I want him to prove me wrong but and for me it's still a it's still a no No sorry Carney what I'll say is I did kind of forget about Matondo because when I'd said that he's given the manager headaches for his team selection to be honest Matondo didn't really cross my head for selection for the game on Thursday night if I'm being brutally honest with you but no, again, it, it's one of those wee ones where you get a chance and it, it wasn't just working off. But again, I don't. I want to give Matondo the whole season to do stuff, but it's getting to the stage now where uh, people's minds are made up and it's very, very hard to get back from... I mean, think about Barisic. You know, it took him an awful lot of effort to get back in people's good graces and as soon as he falls off a wee bit again, it's back down to, no, well, this is what Barisic is like kind of thing. So it's very difficult if you start your Rangers career like that, which unfortunately Matondo... Seems to have done. Yeah, it is. and I want him to. Generally, I do want him to prove me wrong. There's nothing that I would want more than him to prove me wrong. But uh, there was really nothing on Saturday that I thought worked for him at all. Uh, I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was the worst in the first half. Um, if I'm being honest, I thought he was worse in the first half. So, um, Bill after the game said he was happy with some of what he'd seen, and it was important to get players minutes. But he's happy that it's now out of the way, and he can now get on with the real football against Hibs on Thursday. He said we tried to play two forwards in each half with Tillman staying more central, as he doesn't want them drifting out wide. Um, Scotia, you brought up Tillman. Um. I think it's pretty clear to see that Michael Beale is very excited to be working with Malik Tillman. Yeah, no, you get that. I mean, it was, was it was it the post-match interview or the press-match interview that he'd done? Um, I can't remember, but he did say that, you know, Tillman's his type of player. And, then, you know, he basically just said, no, I love him. And if, if we can find the money. And he, it was interesting that he did say if we can find the money from somewhere, which didn't send off alarm bells for me but I was like oh I'd be a bit worried because obviously you've got Tillman <laughs> and Sands as well coming up to that option to buy kicking in in the summer there um but if he could get him he would want him and I think he he's mentioned again in his interviews on Saturday and the ones kind of previous to that that Tillman was a player that he was aware about while he was still part of the coaching team and it was a player that as a, as a group that Rangers have been keeping tabs on um, and you know he's mentioned that about a few of the players that have come in but no Tillman, yeah, I love Tillman. If he could play more centrally, it's, it was this problem him getting shifted out onto the right-hand side. It was the same problem that we had when Hadji was getting pushed out into the right side of the pitch. That's not their position. So, um, no, if Tillman can save more centrally, it'll be interesting. And obviously, with Hadji coming back, then you've got your likes of Tillman, Hadji and Lowry fighting it out for Kenny. That area of the pitch can only be good for one of them to come to the top. Yeah, Ryan, um, he did, Scotia's right, he did say, I think it was, I think it might have been with the, the fan media and the press, after the game, somebody said, would you be wanting to buy Malik Tillman or something along the lines, I heard this from heart in hand, and he said, well, would you sign him if you had the money? And the person replied, well, yeah, and he's like, well, that can answer your question. My biggest worry with that, if I'm being honest, is it will leave very little else for us to strengthen the rest of the team, but... Um, it looks like Tillman is a, a, he's got a there's a glint in Beale's eye for him. Yeah, I think 
the, the, with Tillman, I think it's very easy to forget what age he is. I certainly have a few times this season and criticised him for he's got this kind of aura that he might be a lazy player and he doesn't do the press in the way that we think that a Rangers player should. But we've got to remember the boys. Is it 19? Is it 19 years or 20? 19 or 20 now, yeah. Yeah. He's a very, very young lad with a lot to learn and that's why he's not playing for Bayern Munich every week. Um, he's a, to use Ali Pearson's term, he's a tin opener. When he, he, when he gets the ball on the turn and he has something special that you can see the talent that he's got and yeah, Bill clearly fancies him and it's good that it must feel good for Tillman to hear Bill saying that and being giving him the compliments because I've sometimes looked at Tillman and thought, are you are you enjoying it here? Is this obviously it's hard to enjoy it when Rangers are playing so poorly? But I wondered if he was enjoying it under Van Bronckhorst. I think his body language is questionable at times. I didn't see that on Saturday from him. He looked like a boy enjoying himself, even when he was in the in the suite when we were speaking to him and with the fans. You could see he was quite quite happy and he's he was coming across as a positive guy. So I think if we keep him in that zone and Bill gets that kind of the relationship going with, with Tillman, I think we'll see we'll see a lot a lot different Malik Tillman. We, we can see the potential he's got anyway, but a, a good manager can bring that out in a player, and I'm I'm interested to see how this one plays out. And by God, Scotia's mentioned that midfield: Hadji, eh, Lowry, and Tillman. That is my kind of midfield boys. Lawrence as well, I know. Ah, it's tremendous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's right, it is. It is. It's absolutely tremendous. Um, I I've, I quite like the Bills. He's quite honest in terms of talking to the press and I, I like that he's clarified that the board have made it clear to the players that are here who they wish to keep, especially the ones that are running down their contract. I think the board have made it pretty clear that they want to keep both Morelos and Kent and rightly or wrongly, whether you agree with that, whether you think we should move it on, as I think we've all spoke that they probably should move on and we stint our next era. But again, there's things to weigh up in terms of money coming in, money going out, etc. What's going to be best for business going forward and um, I, I do like that he's 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 laying his cards on the table with the players and saying I want you here or I don't want you here. Whether he's not, whether he said I don't want you here, I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, I, I do like that he's he's not scared to say what he what he thinks exactly. It's not a it's not a bad thing, and it's actually quite refreshing. Another bit of a bit of good news. Um, I'm not going to lie. It raised a wee smile for me. Um, Goldson and Davis, the partnership could be returning quicker than we think. Uh, it's going to be a boost um, give, going into the, the kind of next run in the league um, with Bill revealing that he should have four options at centre-half for Thursday should everything go to plan. Um, that means, obviously, the return of Connor Goldson and Ben Davies, which would be, as I say, a massive boost. Absolutely no doubt about it. Ryan, I do think it's probably unlikely that both will play on Thursday. However, if both enter training, um, again another clang. But we heard for Davis before the um, before the game. He came up into the into the suite and he said he was hoping to be back in training tomorrow and he was hoping to be available for Thursday. So there's definitely something in it, but. To, to be able to have they two back in the what looks like very near future, it's a massive boost to the squad. It's a huge boost. We're going to tell the listeners that you guys set me up when Ben Davies was uh, coming into the suite and I walked out the toilet and you told me he was out for the season. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, you are joking me. You are absolutely news. are going, I, he just said that he's out for the season. I was like, no way. Absolutely no way. So cheers, lads. He's done me, done me like a kipper. 
Um, <laughs> it's huge. It's huge news for Rangers because the centre, the centre defence has looked shocking. It's looked so poor. Mm. It's just for a lot of reasons. I don't want to be critical on King or Sands, and I've said a few times I think King clearly has potential and is a future centre half of this club. But for him to be our main centre half in a time where we are under pressure and playing horribly as a team, I think is not where you want your 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 kind of potential to be coming through. So I think it takes pressure off him. I think if the, the kind of more senior players like Davies and um Golton are coming back, I think it takes a bit of pressure off the boy. It's probably been good for his development, but that's the main thing for me. Um but having Golton back is huge. I think I don't think any Rangers fan will disagree when I say Connor Grosson is a huge player for us and anyone who didn't think it before he got injured will definitely agree with that now. Um, he's a massive player for us and yes, he can make his mistakes and and, um, and he has the odd bad game but Connor Goldson is just solid 7, 7 out of 10 every week. I think he's just such a huge player for us and if we can get him fit and Ben Davies who the both of them looked good as if they were striking a partnership up before they got injured, it can only be a positive for us and more good news like this, please, Rangers. Yeah, Scorsese, you just have to hope that this is just the start of the, the wave of the injured players coming back, but this would just be a huge a huge boost to get to at least get Connor Goldson back uh, playing regularly, um, the heart of that defence again. Yeah, I mean, what you've got there is you've got the two two centre-backs coming in, so then you've got that option of four, like Beal says, which even just two players, what a difference that makes, because... Mm-hmm. I mean, like Davis and Sands and King, I thought they played pretty solidly on Saturday there. You know, but again, it's very difficult to judge because they're not up against an attack that's really going out to properly win a game or anything, you know. But I thought they were solid enough. And I think you've seen when Sands and King have played together throughout the season in competitive games, that on, a, on certain games, they look absolutely fine together. The problem that they've got is that then it's like, the next game and the game after that, that then it just it breaks down a wee bit and the community goes and then that's where we concede goals. Um, having Goldson in particular coming back is massive because um, it, it gives the option there that you know you've got him in there and he's like Ryan says your main man in defence there. I think it also means that, and it's something I've said before, is that I don't think Tav's getting given a rest at points because we're playing with that inexperienced centre back pairing that Tav's then having to continually play there but I think if Goldson comes back and it kind of lifts the burden off it to have a wee bit in terms of that defensive duty and role that he maybe feels that he has to be doing and um, so it's good in that respect and yeah Ben Davies I was when he was getting up to fitness sort of put in the middle of the that wee block in the season there looked really good and like Ryan says striking up a really decent partnership with them um, Goldson so hopefully yeah that, that's them back and it is it's getting them back for maybe not both for this game on Thursday but it's you know coming into that those games over the Christmas period and at that old firm game uh, on the second, having them two back would be absolutely massive for that. Absolutely huge, mate. Yeah, that was my thoughts exactly. It was if we can get them back to being match fit and ready towards the end of this month, then that's a, a massive boost, a massive boost for the squad. Um, but I say, I do think it is, it is probably highly unlikely that both of them will play. Um, but... It also leads me on the King is rumoured to be in contract talks with the club to extend his stay. Um, also, there's reports that English Premiership teams are, um, are monitoring his progress. Again, you can take what you want from that. English teams monitor every player's progress because they have every available scout in the world to go and do the job for them. So, But I think what Ryan mentioned there, the fact that 
it's going to get once we have Golden Davies back, your kind of senior centre halves back, it's going to give King the time to develop more than not be so kind of flung in at the deep end to a certain extent, yeah, but not to be under the constant pressure that he's been under and it'll give him a chance to develop better. Um, I don't think there's any real doubt about that. So for me, um, I'm all for King getting an extension. I think Rangers should secure him um, as much as they can and if an English team want him, they're going to have to pay a considerable amount, I would imagine, due to the potential that the boy has. So, um, no, I'm all for that. Would you agree, Ryan? Signing up, extending King's contracts, kind of a no-brainer. It's clever business for Rangers, Carly. It is clever business. It's it's securing your asset and making sure if the time comes and the offers come in, then we will get ma- the maximum amount for them. Similar to Kamara, probably, when he signed his contract, I didn't think to myself, he's hanging about for those four years or whatever it was mm-hmm. he signed. Rangers are going to get money for Kamara, same with Patterson. We've got money for him because he signed a contract and it is. It's just securing your assets and making sure <coughs> you're going to get money in for them. Leon King clearly has potential, clearly, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are suitors um, for him in England, keeping an eye on him or even looking to move, move for him in, in January or the summer. But Rangers in a good position. I think they'll probably say to him, why don't you develop yourself for another year? Why don't you stay here? And and we'll, and we'll discuss it again in a year's time. And he can look at parts and parts went down there and it took him a while to get into that Everton team, so it might not be the ideal time for him to go south, but if you look at Hickey and, and players like that who are going abroad or going to other teams, there's definitely an avenue for them. So I, th- I think that will eventually happen with Leon King, but I don't see it in the short term. I don't see him going anywhere at the moment. I think he'll sign that contract. Yeah, of course. It's just, as, as Ryan's correct, it's good business. Yeah, it should be done. I was just double-checking what uh, Leon King's age was there because obviously... With younger players, he's, I think he's 18, but with younger players, because of Brexit and the way that the rules changed about signing players, English clubs now can't sign European players under the age of 18. So they're now looking up in the Scottish market. That doesn't really affect um, King because he's now 18. But no, like Ryan says, it's important just to get him, extend that contract down because we don't want to lose him because he is an exciting prospect. You know, we've been struggling in the past. I think the perfect comparison you could probably make would be Danny Wilson. You know, and obviously Danny Wilson comes through with Davy Weir, looks absolutely brilliant. And then he gets snapped up by Liverpool to go down there. And it's a risk going down to England, although it's like life-changing money and stuff. But he went down to Liverpool. I think it was Dalgleish was still in mm-hmm. charge. or I don't know if he was yep. in charge at that time. But it's Dalgleish right. signing, comes in and then straight away, change of manager. That manager doesn't fancy him. And it's, it happens more regularly down in England. That your new manager will come in and they won't fancy you. And that's you. gone, and then you're put out somewhere else. So I think... Yeah, it'd be good, good business by all parties if we could get them up in a wee bit of a longer contract. Definitely. So we'll move on to Hibs now. Um, Rangers take on Hibs at Ibrooks with the return of league action. Kickoff is at 8pm and going by all forecasts, it looks like it's going to be a tremendously freezing cold night at Ibrooks. What a return. Honestly, can't wait for my buttocks to hit that chair. Uh, Hibs are currently eighth, but you say you can't really read too much into that. There, are, there is uh, only five points between third and eighth. They had two friendlies during the World Cup, uh, one which they lost 2-0 in Middlesbrough, one which they won uh, by one goal to nil against Rafe Rovers. However, the last two, two competitive games, uh, they lost 2-0 at home to Ross County and 1-0 away to Kamarnock. Scotia, they're a, a tough team to judge this season for sure, but what are you expecting from Hibs on Thursday night at Ibrox? 
did you ask me that me that corner yeah yeah sorry scores wi-fi going bonkers <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's completely dropped off. The TV's gone off as well, so I know it's really bad when that happens. Right. Did you hear my question? No. So can you repeat it, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, the question was, uh, there are, Hibs are a tough team to judge, mate. Um, that is for sure. But what are you expecting from Hibs, uh, Ibrox and Wednesday, uh, Thursday night even? Um, uh, yeah, it's really tough, this one. Not just because it's Hibs, who are a wee bit of a yo-yo team. What they won... And just looking at their league form, I think it was one win in the last five that they've had. Um, but then you've had that two or three week break. So you'd, I was listening to the manager um, and he was saying that they've got a few players back. Mentioned the likes of um, McGeady was back in training that he was very pleased with. And I was like, oh, you'd answer that. It would be great if that could happen. Um, so I don't really know. We have, I, I think Rangers against Hibs at Ibrox, we should be winning this fairly comfortably, I think. Um, the, 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 the way they played against us when we were at Easter Road earlier in the season I, that game still sticks in my craw because I think we should really have won it um, but you know they, they were they were kind of matching up to us and they were giving us a bit of space you know they weren't sitting back fully I know it is at Easter Road but I expect them to maybe not be too defensive against us not, don't know about you Um. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. As I say, they're in a they're in a bit of a a, 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 a weird place within the league. And because it is so tight for third to eighth, a win for them would mean so much. Um, however, I, I I don't believe that they'll fancy their chances coming and try to get a win. I think they'll probably come and try and frustrate Rangers as much as they can. I. The change in managers probably come at a t- terrible time for them because they're probably not sure what to expect as well. But I think they'll know that. If they survive the first half, at least I would have thought they'll maybe fancy their chances of nicking something. But I think they know themselves, and I think really before we come on to what I expect from Rangers, I think we all know um, or would like to think how we know Rangers are going to approach this one. Um, Ryan, your thoughts on Hibs? What do you expect? You held my whole question, mate. So <laughs> sorry, man. On that dropped out there. What? Ah, how you go? <laughs> um, I. Th- I th- that manager gives me the impression that he he won't come and, and, and sit with two banks. I've got a feeling that he'll not come and have a go, but I think I don't know if he'll set up um too defensively. Just I've just he- I've heard a couple of things about I'm saying about Rangers and whatever, and I don't know if he will. No matter how he does set his te- Hibs team up, I it's the old cliche for me and it's amplified even more due to Bill being here, but this really is a game of about what we do and how we set up and how hungry our players are. These players have such a point to prove um, tomorrow night and, and Thursday night, sorry, and and show show what they can do because they've taken a lot of criticism and a lot of it is deserved. I would say 99% of it is probably deserved, but they need to, like I keep saying, there's nowhere else to turn now, there's nowhere else to go. They need to fight this out and, and give their all from now to the end of the season. They have a new manager in now. And he'll he'll have had conversations with them, so I'm expecting I'm expecting a reaction, which I don't think we were seeing under Gio. I don't think after a bad result we were seeing reactions from um from the team. So yeah, I know the question was about Hibs, but I, I've kind of went round the round the blocks there. But I do think this is about us, mate. I th- I think if we play with a bit of hunger, I think it will be a comfortable win for Rangers on Thursday. 
Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. As I say, I, I do think Rangers are going to come out all guns blazing. I'm not going to lie. I think Beal will be wanting to really stamp down quick what he wants to see from yeah. this team, especially in front of a pretty full house. I would imagine. I know the weather might cause it to be a wee bit less than what we'd usually expect, uh, but I, I do think he'll want to pretty much from the get go just want to um, to just put to put his stamp, his authority onto this team, and show Ibrooks um, exactly what he what he is here to do. Um, right, we'll come on to teams. We'll come on to teams. Um, this is quite a difficult one, Scotia. Do you want to go first if your internet's still there and you're still there? The first one of the Beal, the Beal era. Thankfully, it yes. wasn't. We didn't really answer Ali's one last time round. Thankfully, yeah, this one's very difficult to judge because we, we don't really know what to expect, and because the way the performances with certain players at the weekend there has given Beal a wee bit of a, a head scratcher. But the team I'm going for is McGregor, Tav, Goldson, King, and Devine in defence. Midfielded Jack Lundstrom and Tillman, McKent, Cholak. And we may start doing it again. Alfie playing as well. Alfie playing as well. So front three, Alfie, Kuchulak and Kent. Oh, I do like the sound of that though. And the thing is, there's a chance of that possibly happening. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, well, I'm kind of humming and hawing because I think if Davies or Golden is fit, enough to play. I don't think he'll play Goldson because he's been out for longer. So I think he'll play Davies instead of Goldson. So uh, yeah, the back line, I would say McGregor, Tav, King, Davies, Devine, and then Lundstrom, Jack, Tillman, and I've went Kent, Morelos. Yeah, I'm going to copy you. I'm going to say Trolak as the front man. I was going to play Scott. I was thinking about Scott Wright, but uh, to see Alfredo and Trolak going at it, uh, going for it, uh, that's very exciting. <laughs> That's very, very exciting. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with that, mate. I'll, I'll back you on that one. Um, Ryan? I agree with you with the back four. I think that's the reason why goals won't play as well. Um, so I'll, I'll go with your back four. I think Jack Amara will make an appearance on oh. Thursday with Tillman. And I'm going to go Kent, Cholak. Do you know what Morelos as well? There you go. Yes. Because I think I think he's played. I think he's played well, and I think I think he deserves it. I've not said this this season. I think Morelos deserves his chance on Thursday, and I, and I think Beal will have that kind of relationship with him. He knows what he can do, and he'll probably believe he can get the best Alfredo. That we can see, so I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Lundstrom on the bench, which I think is deserved. That's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Lundstrom Jack. Uh, I can see Jack Amara, though. I can 100% I can see that, mate. Uh, Ryan, your score and your first goal scorer. See if he gets a tune out of Jack Amara, then he is the greatest manager mm-hmm. ever left. <laughs> um, I'll go, I'll go for 3 0 Rangers, Alfredo Morelos, first goal. Sounds good. I'll go 3-1 Rangers and I'll go Ryan Kent to score first goal. Scotia? Um, I did have 3-0. I'll go 4-0. 4-0 with oh. Tillman, first goal scorer. 
Just take oh, something okay. to warm us up in that cold night at Ibrox on Thursday. Yeah, that would be nice. A boring nil-nil draw I cannot take because it's going to be so cold, man. Man up, layer up, everybody. Layer up, hats, scarves, gloves, you name it, man. Four pair of long johns. Get them <laughs> on you. Get to, get yourself to Ibrox. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see us in proper competitive action now under Bill. Um, I really can't. I can't wait for it now. So, yeah, roll on Thursday. So that'll do us for tonight. As always, like the video, subscribe to the channel. That'd be much appreciated. And wherever you listen to us, if you could drop us a wee five-star rating, that would be much appreciated. For tonight, Scotia, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, pleasure. Good to get the, the normal football back, even though I have been enjoying the World Cup. Good to get back to the, the, the normal grind of the Rangers day-to-day, week-to-week. So, yeah, hope our team wins on Thursday. World Cup is nothing but a sideshow compared to Rangers, mate. Um, Ryan, thank you very much for tonight, mate. Thank you, mate. I enjoyed that. That was positive and optimistic, and I'm looking forward to going to Irish on Thursday. And I can confirm, Scotia really enjoyed the World Cup on Saturday night. <laughs> he was very happy he was very happy he was very very happy um, so yeah actually that'll do us we'll be back on Thursday with a reaction in one form or another after the game uh, so we are Club at 22 the Rangers podcast speak to you all next time cheers everybody